It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. What's going on, everybody? This is the Go Birds Pod, episode 170. We are at Parks Casino, the beautiful Parks Casino. I mean, it is beautiful. It, it is, is gorgeous. This book is just gorgeous. I like that Elliot did the three, two, one before starting. Yeah. Too. Like a, it's a mental <laughs> like thing. A like a real pro. I'm really, well, did the three, two, one. <gasps> three, two, one. I'm ready. Let's I'm ready. go. What's well, going on? How's you guys are the doing? seasoned vets. I'm still a rookie. No, I, like I was impressed. I was impressed. He's very it prepared. Yeah. Elliot's yeah, got like, like a real rundown for us today. This I got is a lot of good stuff. A professional ship we're running right now. So as I said, this is episode 170. We are at Parks Casino. Casino and boys, we actually have some stuff to talk about. How about finally? It? So, although it's not offensive coordinator <laughs> hire, it is coaching staff hires, but it's not what we all saw coming. But before I get into that, I wanted to start as always, or at least for the second straight time I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would yeah. be as always. That's not really always, but what will pretty much always so far. I mean, it's yeah. always so far, and we will be here every Wednesday. I should mention that How we will be that? at Parks yes. Casino every Wednesday from here on out. So if you want to come hang out with us. Uh, tweet one of us or look up where Parks is yeah, every Wednesday come to Parks. from 6 to 8. We'll or be go here. to ParksCasino.com. A beautiful sports book. Again, I, I can't emphasize how gorgeous this sports book it is. It is awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, the seats alone. Dope is a good word for it. Yeah, I feel like dope. It just so, uh, feels yeah. very new. It's quite dope. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the podcast reviews. I picked two. Uh, first one, title, Awesome Podcast. This is from Upgraded Tomato, five oh, stars. Nice. Barchard, very complimentary of the one you hosted. Oh, So you should like this one. All right, yeah. good. All right, it says, James Seltzer's South Philly accent, ESP, <laughs> scoring a 37 on a midterm in college. <laughs> it wasn't a midterm. It was a random test. Yay! And John oh, Barchard, I thought it was a midterm, too. Okay. No, right. it was just a random test, I'm pretty sure. And John Barchard, what's going on, Philadelphia, are all gems. Quality people, quality podcast. We all we got, we all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks, Upgraded Tomato. I appreciate it, man. I'm a fan of... of Tomatoes. I'm wondering what an upgraded tomato is. Maybe it's like, is it a I'm not a up, tomato guy. Souped up tomato. That is the least shocking thing of all. Well, time. I like them on. I feel uh, like I'm more surprised <laughs> when you say I am a blank guy. Well, I got some food questions later on. Ooh, okay, good, yeah. buddy. But yeah. do you think uh, is it going from like a beefsteak to an heirloom? Ooh, is that what, know what is that, that an upgraded tomato? Are those types of tomatoes? <laughs> are those yep. types of yep. tomatoes? Yes, they are. <laughs> I like tomatoes <laughs> on uh, chicken salad sandwiches. That's it. The only thing oh, I like you? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Not it's a BLT like guy? No. 
Just an LT guy? guy. Are you an LT guy? I don't like lettuce that much on my sandwiches. I don't like lettuce. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm good. Especially with the BLT. Like, all right, next one. (laughs) This one's thank you. I'm great. This one's a long one. Uh, Great from SoCal from Glassmania twelve five stars. Love the pod from Southern California. Born and raised in Philly, but been out here for twenty five years. Know that game. Eighteen year old son and I bond over the birds and both subscribe to the pod. Pretty sure you could make an argument the sun rises in the morning and ESP would make an equally passionate argument to the contrary. <laughs> By the way, re-Andy Reid, you're probably all too young to fully remember how his arrogance and stubborn adherence to his system of not valuing wide receivers probably cost us two more trips to the Super Bowl, maybe three, and at least one, maybe two wins. Amazing what happens when he has no say in personnel and he's given the best quarterback, tight end, and top three wide receiver, whose multiple assault and attempted murder charges were overlooked because of no video. A shame he goes into Hall of Fame. McNabb and Westbrook and others don't because of Reed's de- Andy's deficiencies. And if you recall, most fans wanted him gone long before four and twelve. Four and twelve. Keep up the great work. John and James are the best. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Danny, thank you. Thanks, uh, Dan, I think I, I'm very rarely get called yeah. young these yeah. days. So it was yeah, very, very old. kind. No, yeah. very kind of you, Dan. I'm, I well, feel young now. Yeah, well, you do look. I the do youngest remember, and I know who would have seen that coming. Well, maybe not. No, Elliot. I don't Elliot's, think he looks Elliot's, Elliot's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I look younger than my age. That's yes, I'm, I'm for old. sure. You do too, I would say, Bart. Yeah, yeah, I think we all got baby faces. That's why I put especially the... when you shave. Yeah, geez. Then. I uh, to Dan's point, and I hate to at all disagree with him after he called me the best. Yes, it's a, a good yeah. point that he had. That. It is a good point. Um, I I do remember the anytime, and I get it. I wasn't someone who was. You know, over the top with the Andy going into the Super Bowl. I bet on the Niners. I was rooting for the Niners because of that. But I got to tell you, I was really happy for Andy Reid. When it all came down and the clock ticked down and, and it, I was like, all right, I'm losing my bet. Yeah. That's, that's done. I was really happy for Andy Reid. And I actually think it makes Donovan look worse in hindsight. It I, does. I think it's oh, more. It definitely does. I think it's way more Donovan than Andy now in the past. You kind of look at it and say, yep. oh, maybe, maybe Andy wasn't as Same much situation. of a problem as Donovan yeah, was. Yeah. So, when he gets a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can have a terrible three quarters and then still find a way to come back from 10 points down with seven and a half to go. Before I get Barchard's take from his biggest uh, Super Bowl Sunday thoughts on Reed, just wanted to say congrats to Barchard, who, in person, we saw hit a bet. Oh, yeah. Patrick oh, Mahomes man. running in the first touchdown Ooh. of the game. What were the odds you got on Plus that? Plus 2,200, baby. <laughs> Good work, buddy. And I, if I would have had more balls, I actually like would have put $100 you know, on it and, you, and then walked out of it. on it alone. Yeah. I, didn't, I put a dollar on 22 to 1 odds. <laughs> Putting 10 on it is still impressive to me. I got to say, yeah, like my, awesome. some of my least favorite stories to hear are like when people explain to me bets they made. It's just like midway through, I just get very bored yeah, and like, like, lost uh-huh, in the conversation. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, but... This one is legitimately exciting. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, like When you told me, I was legitimately like, holy shit. Yeah, that was a pretty good feeling. Like, it, So uh, after you left Victorious and we left uh, the post, which was yes. really cool, by the way. Uh, what was it? 30th South, South 30th yeah, Street? Yeah, South 30th, like 129 South 30th Street. Yeah, it was, was awesome. It yeah, was Definitely go there. It was like a bigger barcade for the people listening that have been to the barcade. Sure. I would describe it as that. I could see that. But And only $8 parking on the weekends, which is also yeah. a big bonus in the city. So, so yeah. outside of the fact... That you won that money. What was your biggest takeaway from Andy's uh, Andy's Super Bowl win? Um, kind of in well, in in I hate to disagree with you too, Dan, but he's also involved in personnel now in Kansas City. That's why he has Patrick Mahomes. Though in your the point place, about being more willing to have criminals yes, on his team is a very yes, fair point, which Dan. was I'm exactly what I was going to point out yeah. as well. Um, I, my biggest takeaways wasn't really from Andy, and obviously all the chaos that was going on in Kansas City today was pretty funny with the. Uh, I mean, Elliot doesn't think that the... the yeah, the, the, I thought the was parade funny, was like the definition of basic. Yeah, they said, like, look, look at the sea of red, was, and I go, yeah. looks kind of like a bay. It was nothing you know, it special. Was in, like, there was nothing that stood yeah, out. Yeah, that no. pig definitely was not as, as exciting as they think they thought it was. No. And it probably is more people than it looked like in the pig, because that is a big area of space. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely a lot more open space than red, which well, kind of yeah. hurt the And the, the pig team's or, account tweeted that out. Yeah. So, like, that wasn't a good Like, just crop the picture. Yeah, just... It's not that hard. Like, crop the picture. Why can't you just have a shot from the stage going out? That's another great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, it's going to look weird. Look at that. Literally any photo that makes it look like it was crowded. Other <laughs> <laughs> than like the one that doesn't. But yeah. sorry, continue. No, I. but my biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl was just like there. It, and we had talked about this, I think, when we left. There is no way the Eagles were ever going to be able to go on a run, even if they be, be, beat Seattle. And, Agreed. Like they were just though the last four teams are so far ahead of the Eagles offense that you just go, man. 
uh, you know, we, we really got caught up in the moment there, and rightfully so. Like, it was such an impressive way to kind of end the season, but um, that was my biggest takeaway is, like, how, do, how does this team, how can they do it in one offseason to look like that? Um, and well, it, and we I, I would have said the same the thing after 2016. We would have been like, wow, this 7-9 and nine team. People we did. talk about firing Doug after one year, <laughs> so... I don't know. The NFL is very – it's a week-to-week league, as we always say during the yep. season, and it's a year-to-year league. I mean, again, the Niners were 4-12 and last year, and I know Jimmy G was out for part of the year and all that stuff, but they were still a 4-12 and team that almost won the Super Bowl this year. You could turn it around in a hurry in the NFL. You really can. Yeah. I've had a lot of people tweet at me because I called Jimmy G elite, and then he didn't have a great fourth quarter. But I would just like yeah, to point a out – bad fourth quarter. Let's call yeah, it. Yeah, a bad it. fourth quarter. You he said bad didn't have a great one. And horrible under uh-huh. pressure. Yeah. Let me he was – okay, fine. He was atrocious fair, in the yes, fourth quarter. Bad. Regardless, he still made it to within the fourth quarter of winning the Super Bowl in his first year as a starter. So I still think Jimmy G – has a very bright future, and I still think he's elite. So everyone tweeting at me, you can just. Can I also to that for say I think it's hilarious that everyone in San Francisco is calling for Tom Brady? I listened. Is I, yeah. that already happening? That's amazing. Well, yeah. Skip Bayless suggested it. I don't know. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, oh, and that's kind of ran G, with it. Uh, Jimmy G's probably better than Tom Brady right now, just in terms of ability. Yeah, I think, I might think be you'd the still take Brady. Physically. I mean, the thing is, like, man, how do you turn down Tom Brady if you're a cha- right. if you're a team that's ready to win the well, Super Bowl? Well, you do it if you have Jimmy G. I mean, yeah. he's your young quarterback that just took you there. Yeah. I understand that. How do you turn Tom turn yeah. down Tom Brady thing? But it's not like turning down Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you do you already have a very good quarterback. Yeah, that's sure. why I think Brady makes more sense in in, in you know with the Titans. Right. But that's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> as interesting as it is, and I do think it is. Yeah, time to get to the coaching staff because yes. that is what people are here to, to listen to because this How is an Eagles that? podcast. They might be here for, for like, the, oh, the fun banter. and the, It was fun banter. They might be here for the Andy Reid banter was fun. Your banter was less fun. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yours <laughs> was more serious. <laughs> so we finally have some Eagles coaching staff news, or at least some reports. So per multiple reports, the Eagles have moved Press Taylor up to the passing game coordinator. It is a promotion. No word if he'll continue on as quarterback's coach with this title. I would assume it is just because – the report seemed to suggest that it was an addition to his title as opposed to a straight-up promotion. So looks like they're going to go ahead with passing game coordinator Press Taylor, running game coordinator Jeff Stoutland, and then some other hires on top of that. But, Barchard, what's your initial takeaway from this move? What the fuck? That's my takeaway. Like, I, I, I get it to a point of if you are trying to go and get these guys uh your you know the guys from san francisco uh there's you know joe brady who's mentioned there's all these different integral parts of maybe you can bring something here with really really fresh eyes you know and that was their kind of goal and to land like this like all the names that we went through like i would have been satisfied if it was just going you mentioned ben mcadoo okay fine you need somebody there to to kind of steady the ship or be bad cop or whatever um, the the two guys uh, that they hired might might end up being that, but this is something's wrong. That's my initial thing. Is some this doesn't make sense to me? Why wouldn't some somebody want to come to this team to work with Carson Wentz, work with Doug Peterson, a very successful organization? On and on and on and on and on. I don't get it. I, I this is perplexing to me. It's unfortunate that Press Taylor is. Is just kind of getting promoted. It's uh, it doesn't matter in the the big picture. No, it's probably more on the bottom of the list. But it's very disappointing. I think this is. I I don't know if I necessarily trust the the Eagles right now. Between this medical staff and all that, there's a, a, a lot of weird processes going on. Jameson. That was Jameson. My t- Jameson. Wow. You like that? That's all right. I all like right. it. Go ahead. I like to drink Jameson. <laughs> um, I found James that out. In yes. Tennessee. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um. All of. All the main So people. my initial, initially, I, I got upset for a second, and and then I stepped back, and I've actually come to the conclusion that I'm, I'm okay with this. Wow. I'm right. okay with this uh, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, I think they're saying, look, it's this is Doug's offense. I think we knew that. I'm fine with that. I believe in Doug Peterson. I think more than most, it seems like at this point, but I very much believe in Doug Peterson. So from that perspective, I'm okay. I like this Scangarello hire. Uh, I mean, he's someone who worked with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta, in San Francisco. It didn't work out in, in Denver, but I don't think that was his fault. It was a one-year thing. They didn't really give him much of a chance. Made Drew Locke look okay. Someone who specializes in working with quarterbacks, someone who specializes in motion, all that type of stuff. Known as a quote-unquote ideas guy. I mean, that's the type of guy we wanted them to bring in here in some form or another. And here's where I'm at with Press Taylor. 
we all know nothing about Press Taylor, right? For all intents and purposes, we know what what we know from the Eagles. We know is a, a quality control consistent with Chip Kelly. They kept him on. We know he became quarterbacks coach down the road. He did the Philly special. That's really all we know about the guy. The Eagles love Press Taylor. Clearly, they love this guy. He did come up with the Philly special. Maybe there's something I, I think he's when you hear what he talks about with interesting. Like we talked a lot about the idea of where he thinks the NFL is going with multiple passers on the field. Who knows? Maybe there's some innovation in Press Taylor. Maybe Press Taylor getting more of a voice isn't a bad thing. I don't know. I'm willing to give Press Taylor a chance in this kind of elevated role. We want young, smart minds, right? Like, that's what we talked about. That's why you want a Graham Harrell sign, right? A young, smart, fresh ideas guy. Just because Press Taylor has been there doesn't mean that necessarily he's not someone who is young and well he's young we know he's young he's not someone 32 who might years have some old fresh ideas so i think that they like press taylor a lot i'm willing to give him a chance i'm not saying this is a ideal scenario but like over ben mcadoo like what does ben mcadoo do we talked about this last time like it's fine ben mcadoo's like fine it's okay ben mcadoo's not coming in with any fresh new ideas scangarello might uh, press taylor might like I'm not saying there's a home run hire, and I understand that people will say, oh, well, the search took so long, and I think they just wanted to show they're doing due diligence. And, and look, maybe this wasn't how they wanted to do things the whole time. It's possible, but it also might have been. You know, we, we don't know. I, I just think that I think that I'm not, like, thrilled. I'm not saying, oh, everything's this is a great hire, but I, I don't think it's anywhere near the, the problem that a lot of people seem to think it so is. So where I disagree with you, though, is you say we don't know much about Press Taylor, and there is some truth to that, right? He was a quality control coach, quarterback coach. It's not like he's calling the plays. He's not up at the podium every week. So you don't know a ton about him. And I will say the interactions I've had with him, he comes across as a smart, thoughtful guy. I could see why Eagles would be impressed with him. And the fact that he's 32 years old and already has this job, he's clearly an impressive guy. My only issue is if you had to say what do we know about Press more than anything else, it's what he's done with Carson. And I think over the last two years – not to turn this into a Carson debate, I think we would all agree at the very least Carson has not shown considerable improvement. I think it, it, he might be just ended on. I mean, like the la- to be fair, the last four games we saw of Carson were the best four games we've seen him have since 2017. I guess facts. I, yeah, but I mean, that's I mean not like, a guess. That saying, is facts. But overall, over the last years, would you say Carson has improved? Uh, yeah, I think it's hard to answer uh, well, that question. Uh, yeah, but also again, worth. as we talked about many times, there are so many variables here. Again. Has not had an offseason to work on football. Has dealt with injuries. Has dealt with all kinds of other, you know, mental pressures and things like that. Like, I don't think it's fair to say that that Press Taylor hasn't done anything with Wentz because I think there are a lot of other factors that played into it. But, and again, we're coming off the best four games we've seen of Wentz in right. in ye- like but, two years. But, but my thing is, like, how could you not feel positive about Carson Wentz coming off the end of the season? And I know that they were never realistically going to hire Deuce Daly. But Deuce, at least, when you look at what he's done in his body of work, you can say, okay, the running backs consistently come in and they consistently look prepared, perform well, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you can say that about Carson. I mean, Carson has been good, and you mentioned the last four games, and he was great, right? But I don't think overall press has shown that. But, John, you mentioned you were worried, or you were more upset about this whole process about it. James doesn't see seem to be upset. My thing with it is, if you really were that impressed by Press Taylor and you really thought he was a guy, why not just make one swift move where you yes. get rid of Grow and right. promote Press right there? Yeah, like that's it, you come right out and just be upfront about it. I, it his name was mentioned in that, and it, it kind of reminded me of like how Doug got hired. His name was like, hey, don't count out Press Taylor when you're hearing all these different names roll through and you're like, man, they're just going to say Press Taylor, aren't they, uh, at the end of this thing? And that's what when when they announce it like this or like you know uh, it, they actually haven't officially said anything right yeah right. it's There's just, been it's no just the reports yet, yeah. so uh, i i don't know uh, that always is is a little worrisome to me and i, I like when we're talking about press taylor's going to have more say than those two guys that they're bringing in anyway press taylor's not a guy that's going to challenge Doug Peterson and and again i don't know if he's going to be his right-hand man, like an offensive coordinator would be, and the other two guys are just there to kind of back them up and put it in there. But Doug needs somebody to press him. You guys had said that throughout the season, and, and honestly, I think this doesn't – and Carson has saying this too. I, I, I think would that's assume, clear from this decision. Yeah, so, so like, I, I don't know. I don't know if Press Taylor's best for Carson, but they seem to like each other a lot, so you got to ride with that and just wait and see what happens. I, I, I don't think this is what Carson or 
Doug needs. They need well, to be challenged. And what's interesting is when everyone talks about why they like Frank Reich and why they like Filippo is Reich and Doug listened to each other, and Reich had a lot of input. People like Filippo because they said he was hard on Carson. Press Taylor's like six years older than Carson Wentz is, right? So I just – that's my hesitation with it. But, James, I want to ask you, like, what do you think – Press is bringing like you said you don't know what he's gonna you said you we don't know a lot about him but like if he's been in the building since 2013 he's in these meetings and Ike Reese had said uh on 94 BIP that you know even though he's in the building doesn't mean he sits in those meetings and gets to like give his full yeah, input right that was my that but was my thought what type of change is he gonna bring that he was that he couldn't already do well I mean look again like I think Ike is right about that and look I think when you're the quarterback's coach you don't have as much voice to speak up it's not like right. Doug is going to you about the game plan in the same way that he would go to micro or whatever so Maybe it's just a system where he didn't feel super comfortable coming with a bunch of ideas or whatever. I mean, again, like, he did have one really good idea that worked out pretty well in the Super Bowl. Like, that was <laughs> – I mean, he's the one who got credit for that, right? I yeah, mean, he's right. the guy yeah, they right. gave credit to it for. I mean, there could be innovation in that guy, and we might just not know it yet. I understand what you're saying, that if he's been here. But there's also a reason that he's been here and he keeps rising up the ranks. I mean, we don't think the Eagles are stupid, right? I mean, maybe – I know that, that John seems to think there's some dysfunction in the building, but, I mean – not an old guy. We don't think just Jeffrey Lurie is dumb, right? We think he's a good owner on oh, all yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, he's a good absolutely. Owner? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so let I mean, we don't think Howie Roseman is dumb. Like, no, so do, isn't that wasn't don't my they point? Have, to isn't say there something turmoil. there? This guy's having a meteoric rise through the. Again, I'm willing to step back. I've not been a press Taylor like yeah. supporter. It's not like I'm the. But again, to the Doug point, like we all railed that whole that whole thing, the way that whole played out, and thank God, like it played out the right way. Again, well, to the it, search oh, itself, Doug higher. Doug higher. Okay, yeah. Yeah. To the search itself, too, again, like, wouldn't you want them to do their due diligence? Wouldn't you want them to say, all right, like, even though we think Press Taylor is the guy, we really love Press Taylor, let's, let's look at everyone out there. Because well, well, we don't know. We need to see who's, who might want the job. Very true. We might Could not be. even think of a, 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 someone who's actually interested in the job, and we don't hear until we put it out there. Like, you can't just assume that, that you know, you got to go through your due diligence and then be like, yeah, you know what? Our first instinct was right. We think press is the I, guy. I'm big. I am big in due diligence, and I agree with that point. But what I would say is, do you think they came into this process? Like, they interviewed the guy from USC. They tried to interview the guy from the Ravens. I mean, they interviewed, like, some pretty big-name guys, guys that are probably going to be able to get coordinator jobs if they wanted them. Do you think they went into this process saying – we we don't want a coordinator. We want a pass game coordinator, Maybe. A run game. Coordinator. I don't know, but that's my point. To me, it, I like due diligence, but I think this can be read as we couldn't get anybody we wanted, so this is the route we're going. It could be, yeah, or it could be something where they went in and, and interviewed guys and said, you know what, we're better with what we got, and we can bring in this, you know, Scangarello, and he's going to make a difference, and and whatever. I mean, I, again, I, I don't know. We don't know what their purpose was going into it, whether they wanted to do a classic thing or not. But again, look, we just saw a team that does it this way in the Super Bowl with a really unique offense that, that yeah. had a lot of success. So, you know. Oh, yeah. My, and again, it, it, I think the idea of an offensive coordinator is changing because the is. coaches call it the is. plays. Like, yeah. Especially again, with Again, to that point, like we talked about, who's coming here to be a classic offensive coordinator when you don't call the plays? Like, if you're someone who can get a job calling plays somewhere like Joe Brady, like, Joe Brady was never coming here. There was a 0% yeah, chance right. Joe Brady was coming here. So. I don't know. I, I think that given the situation, I, like, I, I just don't hate it as much as everybody else. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't care that they don't have a, an, an OC. That's, you know, just like you said, run game, pass game coordinators are all over the NFL. Just to clarify, I don't think there's turmoil in the front office or anything. I just, I think that press conference did screw something up. Yeah, the press conference yeah. definitely has an That's impact what on I mean. how you view things. Like, there is, and, and forget calling plays. I think it's just about job security and those like it's not in a it's not an attractive job because you, you might agree. not have it. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's Which the whole limits point of what this. they can do. Right. I mean, yeah. And for I think sure. it does a humongous disservice to your franchise quarterback, uh, who again is still not fully developed to where well, he needs to be. Except, because except of all right. But they also bring in Sk- Skangarell as a quarterback guy. Like he's known right. as a quarterback. Person, well, and like, I also think it's worth noting with Press Taylor, like Press and Carson are extremely close. Like I think right. John D. Filippo was a great coach here, and I think him and Carson got along. Like there's a difference between that relationship and Carson's relationship. And with there Press doesn't Taylor. just have to be one relationship. Like it's not like Carson Wentz can only learn one way. I mean, again, we don't know. Like again, I I I really do think you 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 could read the Carson Wentz thing one way, or you could read it as, hey, at the end of the season, he finally was fully healthy. He finally was. Comfortable 
comfortable playing football again. He finally had the other shit out of his mind, and he was able to be himself again, like right. for the first time in two years. Like, yeah, but I think that, that is but, an easy way to look, read the situation as he, well. He came out of it, but early, like for the majority of the season, or at least the majority of the middle of the season, I think we would all sit here and say Carson was not playing well in terms of decision making, taking care of the ball. Like, I, like he did finish on a high note, but I don't. But it think, took some time to get used to the guys he was playing with. We talked about that during. That the has season. nothing to do with fumbles. And like decision making. Okay, so he made some. He had some fumbles. The decision making. I'm just saying, he had like, like one bad he, game. Oh, yeah. Okay, decision and I, I know two bad games. I'm not like beating he the drum for Deuce. the ball. Like he, you know. But I think you can you can make a strong argument. Deuce has done a better job at his job over the last two years than Press Taylor has. And I'm not even saying Deuce should have gotten Look, it. Look, I, I I was the one who said I was fine with Deuce getting it going into this search. I was right. like, think of Deuce. I'm to- totally cool with that. I wanted Deuce to get it when Grow got it. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. They clearly don't value Deuce the way we do. Like that's and I think that they wanted someone who's a passing game person. Like, yeah, no, I agree. You weren't going to make him the yeah. passing game coordinator. So, but the the new guy they did bring in, uh, Scangarello, Barchard, What do you think of him? Um, I. You know, again, like the, it's in this in the same way uh, that James had said. I thought that was that was kind of uh, pretty much how I felt about it too. Like I, I understand by reputation, um, quarterback coach. That's um, is. I, I don't know why it didn't work out. He jumped to the Broncos, right? It was because just it was one a better year. I don't know what it was. No, he le- the Broncos got rid of him after one year as the well, OC. I mean, bef- before then, why did why did he left for a better position? He left, got an to, to go coordinator from, job. Out of that. Yeah, he okay. went from quarterback coach and quarterback coach to Niners. That. With yeah. Shanahan to to being an offensive coordinator, and um, I, and and who knows how to judge the Broncos because again, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a weird offense. He had three different quarterbacks over the course yeah. of the season. Had- I actually like I, I I like that more, you know. But it's yeah, just I, I, actually, I don't know how I, that look, relationship's going to work. It has to be in tandem again. Right. I think he the key is a key hire. Like I really do. I've, yeah. I've mentioned him multiple times. I think You're changing my mind a little he bit. He brings some yeah. interesting. Look, first of all, he's known as an ideas guy. Whatever that's worth. Like we talked about getting fresh ideas in here. He has spent a good amount of time working with Kyle Shanahan, and we all talk about it. offensive genius. I think we all think is. But, but maybe here's my the question: why, 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 why not him as like? We, we don't know his As title, OC. but like why we don't know we don't know his title yet. Yeah, so yeah. It could we, because is we he don't, above Press Taylor? Or is he behind him? That's what I'm saying. We like, don't know whose voice don't know. is where. I mean, he's you know? obviously more accomplished than Press Taylor. He's yeah. an offensive coordinator last season, right? So D- does it concern either of you guys? And I'll be honest, I'm still learning about who this guy is. But and so am I. To Thirteen be yeah. jobs in twenty years. To nah, me, that's not that crazy. I mean, people well, I don't hop know. around as I position mean, coaches a lot, especially especially if they're trying to rise through yeah, the ranks. You take better opportunities. Coaches, yeah. True, he was in college like, a yeah. lot too. He went from college to the pros. Like I don't know. I don't know. To me, that's a bit of a red flag. I don't think just it's putting that, bad. that out there. I, I, would, I, I just I think disagree like when you, with that. I mean, but like, and also, there's they're not long stops. Like he's, I think the longest he's ever been somewhere is four years. I outside mean, I, of could, that. I think you could argue that's a good thing if you're trying to learn from a bunch of different people, see a bunch of different systems. That's trying, fair, you know. Yeah, that's fair. If your goal is to climb the ranks, like you're not a position coach, you're not a Ken Flahole or Johole or whatever. Right. Like yeah. you're not a career like you're not Stoutland, who is you know a, a little more than an offensive line coach, but you're not someone who's just a you're someone who wants to be an offensive coordinator. You want to be a coach. You want to be whatever. Like, like I think it's probably a good thing to get different experience on different staffs. And you're constantly saying, "All right, this is a better job than the one I have. This is a better organization. I'm going to do that one. Oh, I'm going from quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. Of course, I'm going to do that. Like, I think it's all it about. It is climbing weird the though that the Broncos just let him go when they a yeah, have a. Do we trust the Broncos? Well, do we think they're a smart organization? No, I don't. I, know. I, don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think they're a, 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 a dumb organization. I think always a pretty bad. Executive, I know he won a Super Bowl a few years ago, but I think that was a lot of luck there. And I, I like Vin, Vic Fangio. Like, I don't know. Yeah, is he going to be a good coach? But I, I mean, like, no they idea. have a young quarterback to develop that he worked with all year, Drew Locke, and they let him. They go. did not work with him. I mean, like, first of all, he made Drew Locke look pretty good. Second, yeah. I don't. Well, they let him go. Drew though. Locke's not the answer, and I mean, maybe they're going to give him a shot. But it's not like Drew Locke is like your franchise. Like, right. he was at what a. Second round pick, third round pick, something like that. I think he was even, yeah. was he? Or maybe he was even, even third round again. Yeah, but now. the point is, I mean, it's not like Drew Locke is someone that you're building your franchise around, and the Broncos will probably draft another quarterback. Yeah. I think he did a good job with Drew Locke. Like, Drew Locke yeah, looked so pretty I. good. Right. I, so if, if we want to give him like, that, I don't, you know. I, I, just because the Broncos got rid of him after a year doesn't, that's not a huge. That doesn't matter. Huge, not, a, not as much as it would if if we had some sort of, we knew for a reason, like he did a, it doesn't seem like he did a horrible job. They were just a bad team and Vic, Fan, they're not going to fire Vic Fangio after a year. So let's do something. Well, all right. So Barchard brought up, and I thought it was a good point that I hadn't thought of. Like what's the power structure here going to be? Because well, that's fascinating. Right. I mean, like Doug's obviously head coach. Doug's going to uh, be the play caller. Like, is this it's guy a collaborative approach, fellas? <laughs> collaborative <laughs> approach. what we do. But like last year, 
I mean, Mike Rowe was the coordinator. Like, yes. so I don't know. And it seems like per reports, I think it was Tim McManus. They're not going to name anybody a coordinator. Right. So I, like, I don't know who they were going to send out to the podium during the week. Like who's going to be that face. Uh, what's the ideal power structure to you? Like you seem to be a fan of both of these moves. So. I, well, I like Scangarello better than Taylor right. personally, but again, because I don't know as much about what Taylor does. I like the pedigree of working with Shannon. I like the fact that he's been an offensive coordinator already. I like all that stuff. So, I mean, I personally would have Skanger. I'm I'm more excited about Skangarello than I am about Press Taylor. But I think I think it's going to be a collaborative thing. I don't think it's going to be a a you know I don't know what they do with the podium and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be collaborative. I think it's going to be something where it's not it's not necessarily Skangarello reports to Press or vice versa. I think yeah. it's going to be all these guys report to Doug Peterson. You know what I mean? What about yeah, you? Yeah, and that's the way I I think I would just based on that. Like Skangarello should be essentially the top OC whatever because he's had the most experience he's come from uh, a Kyle Shanahan offense which they desperately need it's, you know some of those 15 elements years in there. older for what yeah, it's worth. yeah yeah <laughs> and 15 years older yeah he's 47 is that yeah, right 47 yeah. um, per wiki and, and if he is <laughs> if he's not like more towards the Frank Reich guy then I'll have a lot of questions because then it's just like what are, what's what are we doing here uh and uh, yeah, and that's how I would do it. Uh, the the guy from Mississippi State. Well, that's the next guy I was uh, going to ask you about. Good, uh, Andrew Brenier. He should probably be at the bottom. And oh, you're this not, is not a fan. This is the only reason I don't know much about Andrew's background. I just know Mississippi State and their offense, and I know it's hard to judge like all of college versus that. Right. But I, I believe when he first came on, it ended up being a regressive offense. Like they were 68th. 65th something like that in the country yeah. and then this season in the bottom third maybe in the 80s somewhere around there was not impressive don't know the recruiting classes as well as you know uh, my Hawkeyes or anything right. like that but I I hope he's at the bottom of this 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 looks like he needed a job because Mike Leach comes in takes his spot you know and and just uh, dismisses the entire coaching staff as one does so I'm, I'm curious what I, I don't know much about him other I know than Mississippi barely State's anything offense. about yeah. him. I know he worked with Joe Moorhead. Like, I, I don't know a lot. Well, he worked with Joe Moorhead. But what's I didn't know that. Yeah, he was at Penn State, wasn't he? Or, or was oh, with wow. Moorhead maybe at Mississippi State or whatever? I'll look that up. I, I saw, yeah, I saw some people tweet about the fact that he worked with Joe Moorhead. So I don't, I don't know for sure where. Again, I know very little just what I saw on Twitter about and him. What's interesting to me about not only this guy, but then also the other hires and other rumored names you hear about they might bring in, like at receiver coach, None of these guys have any tie to Doug Peterson, right? Like, none of them were in Kansas City. Yep. None of them were, like, on Doug's. I mean, I'm half joking about this, but, like, none were on, like, his high school staff when he was that high school coach <laughs> for a year. You should like, be more than half joking about that. Well, I, I mean, but <laughs> saying Obviously, Doug, no one on his high school staff was, is probably a, ever going to coach in no, the No, I agree, but my point about? No, but I guess I'm just saying Doug doesn't have break? a long track record. <laughs> Come but, on. but my point is, it is interesting how none of these guys ever have a tie to Doug. Like almost like when Jim. But again, Sw to be but fair, with the hires they make, on the how many how many players would that again? I mean, he was here of, in Philadelphia. He was here prior to coming here. Yeah. Like prior to going to Kansas City, so he was in Kansas City. So unless you had someone who played at the same time or played with him, like as a no, coach. He a, no, he was a coach here for a long right, for who, four years, I think, right? Two right, or maybe three. But uh, there, my point is, how many guys would you get? For the, who are qualified for this role who have a tie to Doug Pearson. My point. Like Mike Kafka. Doug, Doug has you know been. I mean, there aren't many guys is my point. D Doug has been in the NFL as a coach for almost 10 years now. I think this will be his 10th year. And not once have they brought in a guy where you're like, oh, he has a well, tie Frank to Doug. Frank Doug, what was the tie there? Yeah, well, you, they were in the league at the same time and back and okay, forth. Well, yeah, but that's like, not an actual they tie. They knew each other beforehand. Like, they had been in, like, in, in the coaching ranks together. Like, I mean, they knew each other at right. least. I just mean, we but had. Th that's the point. It's like, who? There aren't many options, is my point. Like, Mike well, Kafka. Well, no, you don't know the no, options, listen, but listen. he works with. No, no, no. 30 no seriously, every Mike Kafka is probably the only one who's qualified for this job who he has a connection to. Like, think about, I'm talking about, think about the NFL right now, guys who have worked with Doug in Philly or Kansas City. Who's qualified for the job? Like, Eric Bieniemy is obviously not dropping down together. Like, right. Who else is qualified for the job who Doug has worked with? I'm being serious. Like no, and I'm saying I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Right. But, but, so but I'm, what saying I'm saying that saying in that case, then it's not that crazy that they're not hiring people who have a connection to Doug if there aren't people to, to hire. <laughs> I, no, but, 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 but 
All right. Do you understand you're, what I'm th- saying? No, right. But you're you're saying just because I can't name anybody or you can't name anybody doesn't mean that there's that that means there's nobody out there that's qualified. We don't know every coach Doug is worth. We don't know who he knows from around the league. We don't know who maybe he played with that now works for like we, he the Buccaneers be, or something. Perfect example. He might be friends with Rick, Rich Scangarella. We don't know. Maybe, but you certainly. <laughs> I mean, they have no. They have no the like. They shared a coke at the drive-in. No idea. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Even be guys. We we talked for weeks or at least two to three weeks about who making these hires and how important it was but who do you think made these hires uh well, we never thought doug was making the hires to begin with right well you guys didn't i, I, I no, I, we thought he should we didn't yeah. think he was right and these do not seem like hires i mean maybe the press one maybe the press one the press, Although one press has been here since 2013 you can make the argument he's a, How- a howie guy if you wanted i mean yeah, you make the argument he's a doug guy I had to make it he's easier. Been on Doug's staff. He's been on Doug's staff the entire time Doug's been here. He's been, been here. in the same building and as Howie ri- longer. Sure, but he has ri- risen up the ranks. Like, we don't know. Well, they've what worked this together, whole time you know. Doug Beerson was like, I want Press Taylor. That's my dude. I want. Yeah. We right. don't know and that. It's too it's early all, to know. All yet. I'm saying yes. is we just Agreed. don't know. But what does it seem like to you? I, I, I think this was, uh, again, a. Lori is the, the, the fire guy. He's the end of the line, and he's going to tell you. No, we're not. We're we're going to move on. I think it was. This is a really shitty answer, but I do think it was collaborative. I think the yeah. the idea that here's a list of guys that we think would work well for you, you here, Doug. Here's uh, Doug. Here's the guys I like, and then they kind of just based it off of that, and then by feel and interviews, and I'm sure. I don't know if Doug has final say. That's I, I don't. Well, Doug probably won't talk until the combine. <laughs> Him and Doug and Howie will talk, and that's at the end of the month, and they probably won't tell the truth anyway. Yeah. So, all right. What do you the, think? I actually agree with you that it's collaborative. Yeah. If I had it's to lean, answer, I would lean, I tur- I would lean towards Howie, but I, I think it was probably collaborative. But the other, mo- uh, the other moves, yeah, the other moves that they made this week, or at least reportedly, the Eagles have fired or allowed two of the contracts of their medical staff people, two sports science people specifically, to move on. Uh, you guys have always been way more worked about the medical staff than I have. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a violent game. People get hurt. Just curious what you guys think about these medical staff. Guys. I'm psyched about it because, right. as Burchard <laughs> and I have said many times, that it not all medical staffs are the same. Like It's not like just because yeah. you're on a medical staff, you're good at it. Some are better than others. Again, I go back to that Phoenix Suns medical staff that was you legendary. You love bringing up the Phoenix Suns medical staff. Because they saved people's careers. Like They changed people's careers where guys were done and they were able to revive them. I mean, having a good medical staff matters. And the fact yeah. that the Eagles are finally acknowledging that they have a problem there, which is clear by these moves, like there was a problem there. I think it's incredibly important. I think it's an underrated aspect of the team that was functioning poorly. And I hope that it will function better now that they're making changes. Yeah, and it was clearly a problem. And I saw Dr. David Chow say the same thing. It is unprecedented for three medical staffs to get fired like that. Three in three years. And the injuries on top of all of those and... One of them was a rehab specialist that they that they let their contract expire on. So that tells you a lot. It seems like Emmanuel Acho, by the way, tried to get him on the pod I as saw much that. as that possible. It's a nice little interaction there. Um, he said a, he has something bigger big, he's working and, on. And, and like a long form what? something right, that time. he's going to so, write so, about so it on so you're ESPN. Saying he big time, dude. Like, he did. Like, no, he like totally like big time. Literally, <laughs> openly used <laughs> the word. Yeah, rightfully big time. Big time okay. I don't know about uh, rightfully. What if he like wrote some tell all? I'm kind of. Kind of mad at Emmanuel now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, after this, I mean, he, he basically called us. a small, small Here's potato. Here's a fun yeah. story. So, you know. I'm kind of yeah. out on Emmanuel. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so Emmanuel Acho was obviously on the Eagles, and like, if I remember correctly, he was kind of on when I was first coming in. Yep. He, he was, was there when guy. I worked for the team for sure. Right. So. so it was when I was like a young reporter, and I remember young whippersnapper. Yeah, I was like <laughs> trying to break news about who they were going to cut, and I remember Ooh. emailing Emmanuel Acho and being like, "Hey, man, it's Elliot. Just curious if you were released or not." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did you respond. get a response? No, he did not respond. <laughs> but it's funny, like, I mean, it's not funny, but that, <laughs> that's the now. awkward part about, like, trying to find out who they cut, because, like, you're always kind of texting whoever, whether it's, you know, hey, whoever. Man, you get cut? Just, yeah, hey, just, hey, did you, hey, uh, did you just really have a shitty day? Was, there, me, was, was there a red tag it? in your locker by chance? Can you tell <laughs> me <laughs> the re- nice reference there, Barchard? That's going to work. Like, uh, man, you don't get that one. You had a great training. Do you get camp? the red tag no, in the locker? Of course you don't. No. It's major movie, by the way. It's major movie. It's okay. I thought maybe it was like a movie thing. But no, he was one of the first guys I tried to figure out. And I should just, I mean, they were obviously going to cut him. Although, did they keep him the first year? They did. 
Yeah, yeah, he stuck around. He was special teamer, backup linebacker. Well, I'm happy to see him winning now. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he's killing ESPN. it on TV. Yeah, oh, but but I, but I but I do want to say uh, there is no way to prevent anything that happens to get them in there. Is is what is what I want to drive home on this, and that's where I still agree with you that uh, it is more Howie Roseman's problem and risk of all of that stuff happening. But right. it's those two things colliding together kind of all at once if you have a shitty rehab staff and then you also have older players that need you know longer special or treatment and they're not providing that they need to find somebody and rather quickly and, and i still go back to when michael lombardi was saying the original the first year after the super bowl and they fired that medical staff with some of the best people and that seemed like that where the problem with. started yeah too. and then it just kind of kept getting yeah worse from I, I, there. I think just the fact that they're acknowledging that there is a problem is important yes so do i mind. and how so we acknowledge I. it right off the bat yeah which one of the, the first things thing. he talked about so i'm i'm very happy and about i saw this news, a, uh, and i hope i hope it helps i saw a chart this week that the eagles have are tied with i think maybe the 49ers for the most torn acls in the league over the last wow. year. So, that's an astounding look, the injuries are definitely an issue i'm not saying that i just when it comes to the medical staff stuff i mean look i well, got a 37 on a test in college i'm not gonna sit here <laughs> and say money. that you know like what? i know the medical staff of this I like the remember. medical side of it D- did they get rid of one of their strength people too did i read that or did i did i don't I know i that? just think we've buried the lead here can yeah. we all just Finally, give Jeff McLean the the hey, applause. Got, got that guy has been digging for this story for wanted. years. Well done, Jeff. It happened. Congratulations. Uh, Speaking of applause, it's we're time not for looking. It. Don't worry, Elliot's trying to hide things. I'm gonna look I, towards I'm in the, the middle. Slots. You guys can see my questions. I can't I see. see I can't yeah, see. I'm gonna Go look ahead. towards the slides. I can't see. It's time to play the game everyone's been talking about. You might recognize it from a performance at the Grammys last week <laughs> by Ariana Grande. It's time to play Thank You Next. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think that's the song. But, okay. Whatever Bertrand's doing, I'm we sure it's better than the actual song. song. So, you know. so here's how yeah. it goes. No one wants to hear it anyway. For those so. that don't remember, those that don't know, I'm going to give you two options. Yep. The one you like, you say thank you to. Yep. The one you don't like, you we say, say next. next. All right. This is a wide receiver edition Ooh, of Thank I like You this. Next. I like this a lot. All right. Here are your two options. You can have Amari Cooper at a max deal as a free agent or you can trade a first round pick for Stefan Diggs James and Diggs's contract is what I think he's making what like 12 million for he's, a couple he's of on years a new deal like I know that yeah I think he's making like 12 million a year for the next couple of years um Trade, you said a first-round pick for... A first-round pick for Stephon Diggs, so number 21 overall. He Amari is Cooper, thank you, sir. Welcome to the Eagles, Stephon Diggs. Next. Next? Uh, yeah, that is yeah. the easiest one. Yeah, yeah it was there's pretty easy. Five years, first of all, Cooper's, 81 million I, Cooper, dollars, is it, by the way. Cooper's better for starters. Yes, he is. He'll get more money, but he's better. Stephon Diggs is a problem, very clearly. I think he... I, I mean, Stephon Diggs, they win a playoff game, and Stephon Diggs is crying about not getting the ball. Like, fair. really? <laughs> a pl- you won a playoff game, and you're like, yo, throw me the ball, man. This messed up. What a terrible day it was. What? What? I don't yeah, know. I'm good. I, and it's, look, the first-round pick puts it over the top for me. If you had said a third or something, maybe I'm, I'm starting to swing the other way. But I'm willing to... I think Amari Cooper's a really, really, really good player. I think he'll age well because he's a great route runner. I like Amari Cooper. I'm in on that. I think Stephon Diggs is a great route runner, too, for what it's worth. He is. He is. He is. Uh, Amari Cooper, guess what, gentlemen? Still younger than Stephon Diggs, and all you got to do is pay him money. You're, Thank you're you. turned too far away. It's yeah, we to can't hear you. Oh, oh yeah. Just, I forgot about really that part. Honestly, I, forgot, I was trying not, not to look. Just don't look at it. I'm not looking at it. What you I was look saying this way. was uh, Amari Cooper is. I couldn't hear you at all. Yeah. Amari Cooper is indeed younger than Stefan Diggs. Oh, by wow. One even full that, year. too. Wow. That's huge. And all you have to do is pay him money. Thank you, Amari Cooper. Uh, next, Stefan Diggs yes. immediately, and yeah. you do get to take him from the Cowboys, for which what it's yeah. worth. was not lost on me. And which always and works out David for the Eagles. Carr, by the way. <laughs> David Carr thinks they're the second best team to land Amari Cooper. By the way, I don't know if you saw that. NFL. Well, they, I mean, how he did reportedly <laughs> offer a second round pick for him when they yeah, couldn't they get eight. Yeah. So, all right, next one. Thank you. Next, these are your options as your starting receivers for next year. Okay, so your trio of starting receivers: Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar. Next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, you hold don't on. even need to ask okay, okay. Rob Davis from last year, remember? Yep. Yeah. Henry, <laughs> remember. Henry Ruggs. Okay. And Devontae Burnett. Yeah, thank you. 
Really? Wait, so, so you're saying Greg Ward's gone? Like he just disappeared? Yeah, there's no Greg Ward in this one. Yeah. Why? But Rob that's Davis a, that's stays. That's a terrible hypothetical. Well, I'm trying to make it even. Look, you, you moved on from those three initially, so I have to yeah. make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I mean, I'll uh, still take Ruggs just because there's upside there, and I'm assuming I could still have Greg Ward here. So No, you can't. Those are your three guys. No, that's like, it's, it's, it's either absurd the old, the old starters from this year ridiculous hypothetical? or those... <laughs> It's literally. It's not that. It's not that absurd. These are well, your three, or those are your. Three. What did we? Say, what did we say during no the season? Chance. Well, you don't well, think Aguilar is going to be in the roster next year? Of course and he's, he's one not. Of, well, he's one of the options. So what's the difference? More believable than they would choose Rob Davis and Deontay Burnett over Greg Ward. <laughs> that's not the question. Here, the question is still Rob take, Davis, I'll Henry Ruggs, take, I'll still take Ruggs. <laughs> and you're that? taking the other one? Uh, no, I'm taking. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, saying next to Alshon and all those guys because what did we say during the season? What's going? Just give me guys that care. Give me guys that care. I hate getting rid of Deshaun. I would. Want to keep it? Deshaun, Deshaun is the only one of those three I want back next yeah, year. So that's kind of whereas and rugs, you know, then you just get the next Deshaun. You get rugs, keep yeah. Uh, right. Should we real quick? Is Deshaun here next year or not? I think Deshaun is here next year. Okay. Yeah, I think Deshaun. We can keep is checking here. in on that. I yeah. mean, I used to think no, but I mean, what do you think? You think Deshaun's here? Next I think he'll be here. I think. Yeah. The, yeah, I think he's here. All right, this is your next one. Would you rather have Robbie Anderson at fourteen million dollars a year? Or you have to give up a first and second round pick, but you get whatever receiver you want in the 2020 draft. Uh, that. Thank you. Thank you for Wait, the So you're giving up picks. your first that you're like, so you're swapping first and giving up a second to get whatever receiver you want. Correct. In the draft. Yes. Yeah. That one. That one. Giving so, Jerry Judy. Yeah, was even, so you would invest happy. two picks in a 2020 Would you take class? Judy over Lamb? Uh, in a second. I would take Judy over Lamb. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't know if that, I don't think that's a very common thing. I think a lot of people would take Lamb over Judy. Oh, and not in a second. It's close, but uh, yeah, yeah. I would like, take Judy. I think the, the reason why is because, I mean, CD Lamb is so ridiculously athletic yeah. and awesome. Uh, yeah, there's there's no reason why he shouldn't be compared to, uh, oh, to Judy, on, but I, I, I'm yeah. Judy. So yeah. either way, yes, that's what I would do. I think I would take Robbie Anderson at fourteen million dollars wow. a year, and the reason I would is because a first and a second round pick is two cost controlled players, and I know you're getting one of the receiver. You're getting one of them. Come, right, so you really exactly. give, it's a second round pick to get. It's a second it, round. Is pick. The idea of it, you're giving up a second round pick because you're you're just swapping first. You're just you're giving him a second round. So it's basically the idea is: Would you rather have Robbie Anderson for fourteen million dollars or Jerry Judy for a second round pick? Is what it comes down to. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was thank you next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited I got Jerry Judy on the Eagles somehow. Yeah, there so you go. Win for me. I'm, so I'm fine with either one. You, you, where do you think Judy goes? Where do you think he goes? Think he goes for top either. ten. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the two, those are the two for, those are the first two wide receivers to go. Yeah, up the board. I agree. Kuiper has them at like twelve and thirteen. Yeah. I think right now. I think they end up going higher. Although I think Judy could slip depending on the so. combine and you know the so. four two threes and all that stuff. So I would just caution the Eagles. That the year that the the running back draft was super super deep, they had got Donnell Pumphrey. Like yeah. I've talked to people that have said, "Well, don't use your first round pick in a receiver because it's such a deep class." I'm so with you on this, Elliot. Just literally take the one I'm that so everyone says is Dude, really good. I'm so yeah. with you. I don't want to hear I about how this that. guy in the fourth really, round oh, would have gone in the you second. You can get an offensive player and then get this guy in right. the second round. He's just as good. No, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Give me the best guy I can get. And I'd also say that so with you on well, that. Well, it's such a deep class that yeah, I hate yeah. that. And I it is early. I, I see you have your board. And guess what? Up hey, you could take you could yeah. take someone well, the first, a- and then take another one later. Yeah. We need all the receivers. It's cool. I agree. And I would also say that early on, and there's still two months until the draft, or even more actually. Like my only two positions, I would really even consider taking in the first round: defensive end and receiver. Those are the two positions I want them to draft. I really think defensive end is one that not a lot of people are talking about as a need, but. This brings me to my next question, and that is the end of that game. <laughs> so no more thank you next. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but I wanted to get your guys kind of check in on this. So the Eagles are doing something somewhat unconventional with this. They're going with a pass game coordinator and a run game coordinator. They're not hiring an offensive coordinator. They're promoting from within. They're bringing in a coach that got fired last year. As we enter the most important offseason, I think that Howie's been had in a while. Does Howie still deserve the benefit of the doubt? Like, if they make a move, is it still like, well, you know what? Howie deserves the benefit of the doubt. Nope. It can't be. No way. How could it be? Well, you you said the whole Press Taylor thing was basically you no. don't know a lot about him if Doug and Howie like him. And, and no, I'm saying that I think the Eagles are a smart organization. Oh, I, okay, because he's saying no. Yeah. I'm dis- saying no, too. Okay. I, of course you can't give Howie that. And again, there's a difference uh, between player choosing players and choosing coaches. Not that it's been a home run. You know, Mike Groh wasn't a good hire and all that. And again, I'm not saying, like, this is a perfect scenario that they got the OC or whatever. They did it perfectly. I'm yeah. just saying that I think it's it's not as big a deal as people are making it out to be. 
But no, I mean, how could you possibly say how he gets the benefit of the doubt? I'm not saying I don't. I'm going to see how he make a move and go the benefit of that the other way that I think it's going to be a bad move. Yeah. But I think you have to judge each one as it is and not necessarily assume it's the right move just because how he made it. Uh, obviously, we've seen too many misses over the last couple of years. You know what? I want to change the most and I, because we've talked about this before, E. Like when we mention contributors and we mention, well, this guy's playing. Well, this guy has a role. Well, this guy, this guy, this guy. You know, that's what every GM finds. Every right. GM finds that. I'm tired of looking at skill position players and being like, you know, and either being hyped about it, which I was with JJ on draft night and being like, man, oh, this, we guy, remember. This, is, this is, this is, this is, finally, this is it. The homegrown wide receiver they've been waiting for. And who knows? Maybe there's still something there, but like, give me a no doubt player that is going to help Carson Wentz and give me two of them. That's it. Your 2017 draft class looks like shit. Your 18 draft classes. Kind of up in the air a little bit, uh, um, you know. I mean, obviously Dallas well, Goddard, Goddard is doing like really, really well, big, yeah. Uh, but Goddard's a backup, so I think like you yeah, have to take that but, with a bit of but a he's not. He wouldn't be a backup on a lot of teams. Correct. Right. He is, yeah, right. Yeah. He was a good evaluation. Dallas Goddard yeah. as a second round pick at that spot was a yeah. very good. Pick. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that the offense and how, whatever that's a whole different. Uh, I mean, we can Maddox, get into, I think is still jury still up, but I think is a fourth rounder. Like there's that could still be a good pick. Josh Sweat as a fourth rounder still could be a good pick from what I think that we saw improvement this yeah, year. Yeah. But I, I, you know, they're not like you know. More wow. no doubters, less contributors yeah. is, is is what I need. Do you guys so. have more faith in Howie with the free agency class or the draft? More one more time. Do you have more faith? That's with, a great question. Do you have more faith with Howie with the free agency, oh, free agency class agency or the class. draft? Free agency I, I think class. it has to be free Always. agency too. Yeah. But but I I I do think that he is not as bad a drafter as people make him out to be, which is what you've gone through and shown. Yeah, Elliot and many I would times. also say that like drafting is really really hard. It yep. is. So this idea that you know, I mean, look, we'll see on Dillard. No one's perfect. There's yeah. literally no one who is a perfect drafter. Like everyone has bad years. I'm a little more skeptical of Dillard than I know you are, Barchard. You're still pretty high on him. Miles Sanders looks like. A phenomenal pick there. I mean, I think you can make the yeah. argument he's a better pick in the second round than Saquon is at number two overall when you just take into account value. I think Miles is one of the best running backs in the league. So I think that was a good pick. But I do think, that, again, when it comes to Howie in the draft, and really you could say this with free agency too, he's not shown he can evaluate cornerbacks. The corners have not worked Correct. out very well. Honestly, Derek Barnett is looking more like a miss than a hit, mm -hmm. in Correct. my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Andre Dillard, we don't know yet. So I do think that although drafting is really hard, like – it's not been great with Howie. When you talk about having 10 draft picks this year, they need to get three or four starters out of there if they make 10 picks. Oh, they have to hit. I mean, it's a massive offseason from that yeah. perspective. They, they have to get younger, as we talked about. They need to hit on those picks. I don't think there's any question Well, that's about what that. I'm saying. Like, you can't wait any longer. That's why this one is there's so much pressure on it. They've backed themselves behind a lot of eight balls. Uh, and, you know, this is, this is the time. Like, I, I'm still – you made me, you know – think about 2019 in that draft class and i think that's a, a good direction they need this like the same thing right. or 100 percent better i don't know i why think they need better i mean we don't know about yeah. dillard look at this time next year we'll we'll know about dillard we'll know if dillard's good or not and if he's not that's arguably the biggest miss of howie's career i mean at least howie 2.0 right yeah, we I mean, traded up for traded up that. for him it's an important position he presumably will have let jason peters go so yeah all right time for another game boys <laughs> all right this is, of course, from last week as well. Retweet, like, block. The thing you like the most, you retweet. The thing you like the second most, you like. And the thing you don't like, you block. Love it. The theme for this one, Elliot's favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. It's got three food ones and one non-food one. Okay. So the first food one, you have to retweet, like, or block. Everything bagel, cinnamon raisin bagel, plain bagel. That's pretty easy for I'm James. You can go for. Oh, sorry, oh, okay. you want to go first, Barcher? It looks like he's thinking. Blocking plain, uh, liking the cinnamon raisin, and uh, retweeting the yeah, everything. Yeah, the everything is the clear retweet here. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. Then it's between the plain and the cinnamon raisin for me. I like both. I'm a big bagel guy. There are not many bagels I don't like. I think I would probably invert Barchard and say like plain and block the cinnamon raisin wow. but again i'm more of a savory over sweet guy in most situations bagels are no exception i prefer a blueberry <laughs> bagel to a cinnamon Ugh. raisin bagel ah. if i have to have a sweet are you bagel serious oh my god blueberries way what better. are you 12 a blueberry, blueberry bagel <laughs> have you ever had a blueberry bagel 
I've had like blueberry waffles so, and pancakes. So, and no. He yeah, did, yeah, no. I love when he comes at me about something with literally zero knowledge. Like, it's literally like ordering like a chocolate chip. Have you chip ever had a blueberry bagel? No. So you have yeah. no idea. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's, it's I'm not great. a child. I, like, I wouldn't go up to the front of no like the, the counter and be like, let me get a blueberry bagel. You don't know what you're no, arguing. A cinnamon, a cinnamon raisin, raisin bagel? A cinnamon raisin bagel is a traditional bagel flavor. This is a ridiculous. It's a traditional bagel. You realize you're ridiculous. Blueberry's not traditional. You're wrong. This is a ridiculous. You're just wrong. you grew up on it must be traditional. You're just wrong about that. You love to argue from places of ignorance and argue like you know what you're talking about. You right. don't know what you're talking so about. I am then, try I a blueberry can... bagel and then we'll talk. No, I will not try a blueberry <laughs> okay, bagel. Okay, well, that's your loss. They're better like, than I don't even, like, where even sells blueberry bagels? Like, I don't really... Everywhere. The grocery every store. Ba- yes, I get... I, at the groceries. <laughs> all, all right. over the place. This is cinnamon not like some crazy ba- Cinnamon raisin bagel, in my opinion, is the most underrated of bagels. I think everything bagel is the clear winner here at the retweet. So I'm going retweet I mean, like block in that egg order. Egg bagel is the best of all bagels. Oh, my correct. God. If right, we're egg, moving on. Yeah, egg would have yeah. been retweet that's, for sure. That's yeah. not even close. Okay. You, have you tried an egg bagel? No. No. So stop arguing when you don't know what you're talking about. You can't say we're wrong when you've never tried it. <laughs> this is crazy. Next category. Next. Dumplings. Ooh. Sushi. Mini hot dogs. I'm going to need a clarification. She's a very broad yeah. thing here. I'm going to need a clarification. Whatever your most favorite one is. Clarification. Or you could say the same thing with dumplings, too. I yeah, mean. that's what I was going to say. I mean, what kind yeah, of dumplings? I suppose. Like traditional sushi's dumplings. way more broad than dumplings. but Traditional dumplings. All right, so we've got dumplings, sushi, and what was the last one? Mini hot dogs. Um, I'm going to... Mini hot dogs like pigs in blankets, you know? Yeah, yeah. Retweet sushi. Like, a really hard one. Like the dogs and block... You're not a dumplings guy. I, I love dumplings, but yeah, if I'm gonna choose I, it's one hard or the to other. choose between all. I'm so if I mean pigs and blankets are definitely the yeah. top. They're the oh retreat, no, definitely or whatever. Not. They're the if, block for me. If pigs and blankets are involved, they're tops. Yeah. Um, I they just them. are. Um, man, I don't know. I guess I would go dumplings and sushi, but I love sushi. But there's a lot of sushi that I don't like, so I guess I'll ding it for that if we're just going generally. But. It's hard. I'd probably choose dumplings over sushi. So dumplings are my like thing where if I was in an eating contest and I had to eat a bunch of one dumplings thing, would dumplings would be, thing. be my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like yeah, they're amazing. I could probably eat five thousand dumplings in twenty four hours. I don't think you could do wow. that. Wow. I don't Roger. think you realize how I many dumplings five thousand dumplings are. Twenty five hundred. I mean think Maybe about 2500. it. Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred? <laughs> you couldn't eat 500 Minus a couple of zeros. Let's you not get into the details. I could definitely eat five hundred dumplings in twenty four hours. No chance. Yeah, there's zero no, there's percent. Not, chance. I not could a chance. sleep for eight eat, hours and wake back up. If you eat ten dumplings, you're gonna be full. That's not true. And then long. you have to eat four hundred and ninety more. <laughs> like, are you fucking crazy? Are you crazy? That would be my I'm thing. looking up the poundage of each one. Just uh, this is crazy. I could eat five thousand dumplings right, in twenty-four hours. If hold on, hold if they on, wait, 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 let me let me continue. Yeah, you keep you keep that If they said to you for every dollar you spent on you, every dollar. You, every dumpling you ate, you got a dollar in 24 hours. How many could you eat? I don't know. You could pay for Zoe's like first year of college if you really committed yourself. You think I could eat <laughs> 50,000 dumplings in a day? Are you out of your... Hold on. Hold on. Let me do some math So it's... Quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the weight goes. down and I okay. just gotta... So you're talking <laughs> about eating more than a dumpling. You're talking about eating about... If you're going to eat 5,000 dumplings in 24 hours, you are eating just about two and a half dumplings per minute. You're eating. Yes, you're eating, you're so doing that. You you're are eating nonstop for 24 hours. You are eating 200 pounds. Try. 200 pounds of food in this 24 hours. All right, fine. I couldn't do 5,000. <laughs> no shit. All right. Obviously, fine. It's an insane thing to say. All right. So what are you, you retweeting? 500. What are you retweeting, liking, and blocking? Uh, I did that. I said I'm retweeting pigs and blankets. I'm liking wow. dumplings and I'm blocking sushi. I, and I don't want to do it, but I'm, that's Partridge? what I got to do. Uh, yeah, I'm retweeting sushi. I'm liking the, the dogs, and I'm saying, uh, you know. Goodbye to the dumplings. Unfortunately, I love all three of those. I things. love all three. But if I'm going to eat a ton of so things, it's probably these be are hard. hard. That's the point. Yeah, all right, next one: lasagna, tortellini, and ravioli. Uh, uh, all right, I'm, lasagna, I'm re- tortellini, ravioli. I'm retweeting ravioli. Same. I'm liking lasagna. Same. And tortellini is blocked, but I love Same. tortellini. But that's just yeah. what I have to do. That's all what right. I So do. I'm definitely retweeting tortellini. Really? I think tortellini. Tortellini would be your top choice <laughs> of those three. Tortellini Dude. is the most consistent. Like if I go to a restaurant and I order lasagna ravioli, like a you don't know how many ravioli you're getting. You always get a good serving of tortellini. Lasagna sometimes comes out way too like hot and baked. I think that <laughs> cannot be good. 
tortellini you're always getting like you get a big portion excuse of me my food is too hot <laughs> maybe I'll take this back and let it cool too off. hot it's my thing too hot retweet tortellini. It's too hot yeah it's too hot block ravioli for the inconsistent consistency and retweet the lasagna i'm sorry like for the, the inconsistency because like when you order ravioli if you get four you're like because ravioli can be anything. But again, they can be huge. They and can be also, tiny. Can be again, that was not part of the, the question. You're asking about the food, not the portion size, right? But I'm saying, like, yes, that's part of it. Though, right. right, yeah. All right, next one. You didn't phrase it as what would you order at a restaurant, <laughs> right? Next one. You didn't. <laughs> next no, you one. did not, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, out of these three things, a really good hoodie, like an awesome hoodie. Okay. Retweet. A really fly coat. Like, when you wear it, you just look fly as shit. Or three quality T-shirts, hoodie, retweet hoodie, like T-shirts. I don't need a coat. Yeah, same. I didn't even wear a coat here. Yeah. Well, the coat is the most expensive. Be 37. Of the three. All I care about with a coat is, am I warm? <laughs> it can be such yep. a bad thing of and you. fluffy and ridiculous. Am I warm? And cool. just, just for the record, he does have a furry fluffy around his hoodie it is on not his pink, winter though. coat. <laughs> no, but it was. Yeah. You know, I, I, point is, I don't care. Keep me warm. And it's fake fur, Peter. Relax. All right. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. is. All right, I'm going. I ripped it off my dog and glued it on <laughs> to the jacket. <laughs> I tried to think of something that would be worse. I tried to think of something that, yeah. I just wasn't expecting it to come out of your mouth. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. I didn't do that, yeah, by the no, way. No, no. That's the retweet, like, block game. It was, <laughs> it was good. I love it. I enjoyed it. All it right, good. let's wrap this game. bad boy up with how we always end it now. Oh, I love this. Major BFF alert. This question is for James. Ooh. What's the Mm-mm. best vacation you've ever gone on? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. Thank uh, you. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Birthright. I think Birthright was the coolest thing I ever did. Explain. Birthright, for those who don't know, is yeah, I don't if you're know Jewish, you can go to Israel for free uh, with a bunch of other and Jewish kids. And how old kids. were you when you I went? was 23, I want to say. I went with a bunch of other Jewish kids. It was a party, but you also get to go everywhere in Israel for free. You go to Jerusalem. You go oh, to Tel Aviv. amazing. Then I ended up staying in Tel Aviv for an extra month because I had cousins in Tel Aviv. I visited my brother in Prague who was having a semester abroad during That's that time. Dope. So it was like basically I was gone for six weeks between Israel and Prague, and it was fucking awesome. I feel like so that's a great age to do the, it, too. Easily the best. Yeah, it was the best age to do it. Yeah. Single, having a blast. Would you go back or you feel like you've seen it? Oh, I would go back in a second. Would Israel is amazing. It? I yeah. highly, high, I'm not a religious person at all. I'm just not. But when I was there, I felt like, what do you like, do there? And then you feel like the history and the, I mean, you see, you go to Jerusalem. I mean, what do you do? You no, go, I'm just curious. Like when you go see there, where like, Jesus was, see where the, you know, David big, big was. Carson, Carson went there last year, stuff. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure. That's his type of place. <laughs> now, right. you, mentioned, very cool. you mentioned partying and things too. Did you, did you, you know. Oh, yeah. Make out with the ladies or what? How many eight hour concerts I, did you go to? A few good times as the ladies. Just before the queen? This is, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I knew the queen, but I wasn't dating the queen. Okay. You should ask him that, uh, yeah. by the way, next time. Well, I was thinking time. of doing that, but that might be a little later. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. one is for Barchard. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Barchard. Okay. Yeah, go to Israel is my big takeaway, everybody. If you could pick one historical event to witness live, Ooh. like you would be there. Now, my favorite I thought about questions. this on the drive in, and I think I'm tough. willing to say you would not be in any danger. Like if you're in like, yeah. you know. Like mine would be Pompeii. I would want to see Pompeii, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't yes. wouldn't would not want to get burned in lava. Yeah. So like that What's would be my I want to see Pompeii. I want to see a bunch of people yep. die. That like, would, yep. that I think that is like the cool. most fascinating historical <laughs> event I just ever. I want to see a lot of people die. It's crazy. They literally as many like people die as I possibly can. Stoned and like whatever. I know okay. it's horrible. It is. It's, it's it horrible. It's such a strange choice of all the amazing things that happen in the history of time. That was an interesting choice. I'm really into like that ancient Roman stuff. Cool. Uh, All right, so, Richard, so, so kind of <laughs> like along those lines, like I think I've come up with one. The the assassination of Lincoln, only because, only because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Like this guy is just, you know, this, uh, here, here comes Booth and he just, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like a total theater actor shoots the president, takes a knife, a curtain, ropes down, leaves, and they he go. He stabbed Lincoln. He, oh, no, sorry, uh, he runs Come uh, on, Elliot. To, uh, to some barn. <laughs> they surround him. They burn it up, and he says all this crazy Just stuff. Just the fact that like, he like, was like one of the most happen? famous actors in the world. Like, yes. it, w- it would be like if Tom Cruise killed just, the president. Yeah, just like, it's, it just wanted to kill crazy. the president. So yeah, let me ask like, you this. Would you follow him, or would you stay by Lincoln's body? No, I'd follow body? him. But like, how the hell did they? I want to know how would he got in there. Just like, how did, who let this man in here? Abe. 
going to make it. You're going to pull through, Abe. Fight. Just, Don't go to the light. Yeah, and, and, and apparently people thought it was part of the show and part, like, I just... It seems so crazy it's in reading about Pompeii it. Pompeii was an unexpected answer. Yeah, I would want to see. I would go to Area Fifty One in the fifties. Oh, that's a terrible. I just want to know. That's a great one. I mean, it's a terrible it's one. Terrible. You don't want to know. It's not even like an historical event, really. Like it's aliens, not a bro. Historical Come on, event. man. You wouldn't want to know if aliens were real or not because they're clearly I feel like that's real. Like you could go to Area Fifty One now, right? No, Isn't for the and get shot. A, yeah, event like <laughs> right. when the fucking alien ship. But landed. you don't even know if they were real aliens. That's, you could literally point. show up and, there, and I think we all. I just don't think that's in the story. We all think event. that there like really that, are is that, aliens. Is that in a, a history textbook? Like when oh, you in what school? Do you mean? Are, are, you, are you like? Of course, you talk about Area Fifty One. Like, do you know what? Like. It was like middle school social studies. And actually, the government is now coming out and kind of like confirming that it's pretty much real anyway. But otherwise, I would also choose the Big Bang, see see what actually happened. That's a good one. Oh, man, that's a great one. You could also go back and see like when the first man really came. Yeah. Did Jesus rise? I want to know that. uh, uh, I want to go back and see what happened. Also, I definitely, well, in that context, I'd love to see what we got wrong about the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that'd be fun. My favorite dinosaur was always a pterodactyl. Really? Yeah. Just because they, they flew? Just because they flew, yeah. Oh, because they flew. I was, yeah. gonna say, I was about to say, because Pee-wee's playhouse. I was like, I ah, never <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, you're right. No, I remember Pee-wee. I didn't oh, okay. watch it, but I do remember it. So <laughs> since he answered the historical one, Barchard, what was your favorite vacation you ever been on? Um, Maui in Hawaii. Ooh, and Maui. And was, Hawaii is beautiful. And I was young. How old were you? Yeah. I was eight. But, oh, it, but I went, it was still I went like, when I was like 16, and yeah. it, it's still to this day the most vibrant place I've ever been. Yeah, it's so Everything's so alive. More vibrant than Yeah. Yeah, well, it's different. I'm talking about like everything, like all the like foliage and all the flowers. Everything's so yeah. bright and alive and stuff like that. Israel, it's just like you feel the history. Yeah. Like you're like, holy shit! Like Jesus was here. Like yeah. actual you Jesus think. was <laughs> no, like actual. Je- I'm not Mormon or anything. I know, I know what <laughs> Jesus was. Uh, like you know, like I know where. Like actual Jesus walked like right here. Like this is where the Last Supper was. Oh wow. Right there. That's pretty cool. Like, it's crazy. Israel's That is pretty dope. That is pretty dope. All right, boys. Maybe. That's where Jesus was. Well, I guess that's it for this one. This (laughs) has been episode 170 of Go Birds. We are once again at Parks Casino. You should come out. We'll be here next Wednesday from 6 to 8. We have, uh, as you can see, a round of applause. Uncle Rick's here. For another amazing hosting job by me. Everybody, go leave a comment. I'll read them next week. Especially if, I mean, we only, I think, got two or three last week, so you got a pretty good chance um, of getting read on the pod, which how exciting would that be? This has been Go Birds, episode 170 from Parks Casino. Talk to you guys next week. Or next, on Friday, when James takes the round, the, uh, the helm. That was good work by you. Nice. Go Birds. Go right, Birds. Bye. <laughs>